It really seemed like they timed this one explicitly for Father's Day. What's that? On your screen. Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. The third best, I would say, Westworld podcast? Covering the final episode of Westworld. We no. finally reached the final no. episode. There's another episode it of Westworld. So Every long. week there's going to be another I episode of Westworld. It was just going to be eight episodes, no. and then there turned out to be an entire extra episode. There's two but more. No. After this? No. There's there 11 episodes. There's 10 episodes. <laughs> See, that's how bad I am with math. It just infects everyone around me. My God, I'm going to send you a count gif, and we're going to get this fixed. <laughs> a one? <laughs> a two? A push. Oh, no, there goes James Marsden. <laughs> no, you're, you're referring to the owl in the Tootsie Pop commercial. That's very different from the count. <laughs> I was also doing a count-esque voice. <laughs> Listen, you can't expect fidelity from my voices. We're, we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 9 of Westworld title Vanishing Point, writer Robert Pitino, director Stephen Williams. Um, and, and we're back here today. We never said what the definition of Kiksuya is last week. Uh, the, defini- the definition of Kiksuya is something which I don't recall at the moment. I'm sure it's... You can't sure bring up right information that you are purporting I, to tell the listeners and then like, say you don't have the information. I feel like... You had literally a week. I'm not right enforcing here. any sort of I'm schedule almost, on you. It's, I, it's like top I, of my... 100%. If you had told me on. I need to stop the podcast a second to look up what <laughs> Kiksuya means, I would have said, all right, let me smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... a, a a million things I can do while you look this up. I'm not forcing you to podcast, buddy. I'm telling you, it's on the tip of my tongue. That's <laughs> right there. Uh, we can literally stop recording this podcast right now <laughs> no, I'm gonna get it. to give you the information, the the time to look up this information. I don't, that is not an incredibly pressing concern. You I'm can gonna, use. I'm I can talk out, for the entire two minutes it takes you to look up Kiksuya. I can talk right now. I can keep talking. And occupy time on this podcast while you look up Kiksuya. And by the way, you have beautiful resting programmer face. <laughs> the, I, I was going to say that the fucking the 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 uh, the shitty uh, tech room guy uh, in this episode had really great resting programmer face, but the face you just gave me was some beautiful resting programmer slash looking up something on Google face. <laughs> it was really just uh exemplary i wish that we were doing video we should do video for the patreons now that uh, i'm on a stable connection i want to thank our patreon listeners who have been supporting <laughs> us in this trying time of westworld coming down to the last two episodes uh who knows what's going to happen after do you know what's going to happen uh we're going to be back to putting episodes in the Boards Going Swords feed. We have so many episodes built up that we need to be doing. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be covering a variety of pop culture. Um, and so look forward to that in the near future. Mm-hmm. And By the way, what, what, what are we going to be doing uh, for the first thing coming back? Because I, it's summer movie season and we've already missed, we already missed Solo. Uh, we... we <laughs> oh, we, we, we missed Rampage starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
Oh my we god! Did just you do watch Dwayne, Rampage the... starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I have Movie Pass. Of course, I watched Rampage starring du- Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It, it's a very nice theater with zero other people in it. it there were zero other people to see <laughs> Rampage starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And by the way, here's the thing about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, just looking at him move fills me with awe, as if he's some kind of like. Literally a Herculean Superman. He played Hercules in a film once. It's like it, it's just it's watching like, the man move is just it, it's like watching like w- whenever somebody posts that fucking like Bernini statue. Uh, that's like how did how did he beautifully uh, render these muscles in stone? And it's like I have more respect for The Rock, who beautifully modeled muscles on his own body for the benefit of all of the us. I remember in The NeverEnding Story when literally the side of a cliff separates itself and it turns out to be a, 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 a living being. And I'm like, oh, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> oh, I love how his just ambigu- ambiguous pan-ethnic uh, 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 look lets him play any kind of character at any time. So I have to say, so going into this... Uh, I watch on HBO now, and it always tries to show me previews of other HBO shows, which I skip past within six seconds. And for the first time this season, within those six seconds, the preview for Sharp Objects compelled me oh! to watch the whole trailer. The the this is this is an adaptation of a novel. I looked it up because I was like this this trailer is, uh, uh, seems like an adaptation of a novel, a uh, sort of project uh, directed and- by the person behind Big Little Lies. <laughs> and the producers of Get Out, which, by the way, I feel like there's the fucking the producers of Get Out who are like Jordan Peele and like probably the people who are working on this. And then there's the producers of Get Out who are advertising that they're the producers of Get Out on every single stupid fucking horror movie that they put out. I see you, Blumhouse. You can't advertise Happy Death Day with from the adv- uh, the producers of Get Out. It doesn't work. It's cheapening the brand. It did I bet work. Jordan hates it. The brand's as strong as ever. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, you want to cover that thing? That looks no, like it's going to be a fucking trip. I, all I'm saying is that you should watch that trailer or that show if you want. If you're already convinced, oh, you want to you want to do the the for some reason. Uh, HBO doesn't want to say that Adam McKay is the one doing that succession show. They keep saying from the di- from the director of The Big Short, and it's like. Adam McKay. Right. You can say it's Adam McKay. Right. We, we, we're not going to go, oh, no, the Anchorman guy. He proved himself. It's Adam McKay. We'll watch this serious uh, project. Yeah. No, I, I'm ready to go in all, uh, in all on in on that. I don't know why. I forgot English for a second. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, throw us a few dollars on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Swords. Link in the show notes. Um, Please do because listen, we we keep hitting sixteen hundred, and then at the end of every month, we keep dipping below sixteen hundred. Yeah, very. Guys. Stop watching it. Just produce good content, and the people will come. Don't. No, I have to watch it because wh- where else am I getting money from right now? Just, no one. Just watch. It's my lifeline. Uh, I need this. All right. So we start off with a man in black uh, monologuing, which is never a good sign for um, that character as well. Excuse well-being. me, Red. Excuse me, Red. But oh man, I forgot. This is it, episode. You are it's so are late you, in the season, Red Buddy. Are you okay this episode? Are you okay? I don't know. I, feel I like- was I I was coming into this pretty de- uh, depressed, but you really uh, uh, d- do you need to? It's been need a weekend, man. A- <laughs> but before is this all because of soccer? Uh, soccer's been ruining me. <laughs> that just is existence not like any of the games though i will say go mexico hell of a good job defeating germany when nobody else could 
Um, if you were talking about actual wars, I'd be very excited. I, who knows? If you're like, Mexico defeated Germany, I'd be like, fucking fantastic. I love it. But before we can get into this episode, we have to know what happened previously on Westworld. Please do not turn off Jeffrey Wright while firmware updates. <laughs> Sorry, Maeve, but as a white feminist, I can't help you, but I will retweet you to raise awareness for your cause. No, you fool. Teddy is supposed to be in the friend zone, not the life end zone. And finally, because this was a very short one, it always happens. Whenever you need to pee, you start thinking of running water or your wife killing herself. <laughs> and that was previously on Westworld. All, all you need to know is that it's Father's Day, so we're going to talk about fathers and all the good it they've really, done for us. It really seemed like they timed this one explicitly for Father's Day. <laughs> Yeah, listen, let's see what... Not in a good way, really. No, let's see what the patriarchs have done for us. Oh, <laughs> not, not a lot of positive things. No, they, they've done a lot of bad things. Yeah, I, I did, uh, before I started recording this, I called my own father and I was like, Happy Father's Day. Are you real? <laughs> I, I, I always say it. There comes a time in every man's life when his father accuses him of being a robot. Yes! Yeah. And, and that's... That's the time when you realize you need to set out on your own. <laughs> or he'll shoot you. Yes, it's very important. Uh, so we start off with, wait, no one else sees it. This thing in me. Um, and at this point, uh, my naive self from 70 minutes ago, what's this tub? What is this hallway? This weird flashback. Nothing's <laughs> good coming from a tub in a hallway, man. Uh, and uh, the uh, William's wife, Juliet uh, Delos... Uh, is being played by a wonderful character actress, Celia Ward. How I I have to admit, there was a second where it's like, wait, that can't be his wife. His wife is played by that actress who was on, uh, it was in that photo earlier. And then I realized, oh, right, he aged, so I guess she has to age. I forget who can and can't age in this television show. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say this until the day I fucking die. Ed Harris, 30 years ago, is just Ed Harris. It's just Abyss. Ed Harris. Guys, I have to bring up that. It's always just Ed Harris from The Abyss. I don't know why they didn't spring for the de-aging software suite. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, you saw it right through it, didn't you, from Juliet? Uh, only the poor kids read those books. But By the we way. just quote them. I, I, I gotta ask. Does everybody have this much class consciousness that I, as a rich kid, am not aware of? <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I I would think truly rich people can be this class conscious. <laughs> That's the thing. Do you know how rich you have to be to be class conscious? Uh you you know <laughs> you you know how it is with the classics. No, I don't. I need somebody to tell me. That's how not class conscious I am. <laughs> that would confirm my father's suspicions that you are a Marxist. Like, am I reading townhall.com? What's happening? <laughs> but by the way, I I really loved the Dolores fake out. That's actually Evan Rachel Wood. I went back like 15 times to confirm that actually was Evan Rachel Wood playing the uh, waitress in that like three seconds. Well, why do you think it was a Dol like I assume Dolores was actually at that party? Oh, no, no. That was a, that was a waitress. That was yeah. a waitress that he saw as Evan Rachel Wood because he is having uh, uh, oh. I need to go to Westworld to fuck this robot pain. Oh, gotcha. Okay. No, I thought... It, and it was Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. I went back like 15 times to no, check. No, I didn't go back at all because I was like, yeah, that's Dolores. Like, I was... I just didn't... <laughs> I, I, I assumed it was like a party that... It, for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, this is a party being hosted by Delos. And so they brought in some of their favy hosts... 
mm-hmm. uh, just to walk around and have a good time. Um, and and I'm, I would have loved it. I would have loved it if 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 he tried to bring Dolores in there by just being like, "No, she's an immortal cater waiter, honey." <laughs> Juliet, is this real? Are you real? Come on, Dad. And then we get so one thing that we established this episode that I have been wondering about uh, the character that has been called Grace when we know that William's daughter is named Emily is finally known as Emily in this episode. Grace mm-hmm. is Emily. We still, I don't think we know where the fuck the nickname Grace come from. It must be your middle name or mm-hmm. something. Well, does it really matter anymore? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, w- I want to know how oh, they we glued have, it we all have together. We so much to talk about about that fucking scene. Because if he just waited, they purposefully made us not hear the fucking little machine go, beep, she's not a robot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like they're going up with the scanner uh, labeled audience question answerer. <laughs> yeah, it's the robot counter. And it goes, Beep, zero robot. You got to get it real close to the neck and you got to align it when you're like a full two feet away and moving very slowly. <laughs> I love it. You got to get you got to get that right placement in there. And then the magnets just lock in. It's yeah. just some real nice technology. <laughs> yeah, so we get there. Um, and so Grace is walking up to him. You brought me to a rally point. I love so I the video game aspect. I fucking love that this ha- it checkpoints. They, I, I I thought it was overdoing it with the little uh uh floating uh blue uh crystal that they could save at. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was weird. I thought it was an accident that my HBO now started buffering for a second when they switched scenes. <laughs> As they loaded the new area, I, I would love it if they had some load screens of just like Ed Harris looking pensive for a second. <laughs> My God, talking about it, God of War. I've played like three hours of it. Oh, you're playing the new God of War? How is it that? It is insanely good, and they do a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, where- Are you playing it because technically Kratos is a redhead? Uh, Kratos is a redhead, and also his son has red hair, who is also present. I don't know if you played it at all. I watched any gameplay videos. I haven't. I don't have a PS4. He's around. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a, there's a lot of redheads in it. Check out God of War if you, if you have a chance. Uh, so the jewelry bro- box to my beautiful ballerina, Emily. Uh, I told her... By the way, have you, have you ever seen one of these stupid fucking music boxes in real life? In every movie and TV show, every character is always giving away a music box with a, like emotional significance to it to another character. And it's like, I have never seen this. And also, who, who cares about a gift like this? Give me a Switch. God, I, f- I feel I f- I'm so glad that you, I've talked to you via Skype because surrounding my monitor... <laughs> Just hundreds of music boxes and ballerinas. It's just like them. just stacked around them. I've built several shelves so that all the music boxes my loved ones have given me at important points in my life can surround my monitor. <laughs> oh, it's just so sad that all of those people are dead. <laughs> I did kill them. Uh, and <laughs> you're the music box killer. Uh, yeah, no, my, my my sister had a music box given to her after she murdered our grandmother. So there's definitely <laughs> at least one. At least one. Uh so, yeah, so that's my main takeaway from this is that uh, Grace is Emily. They are the same person, and mm-hmm. they're not going to tell us why they were calling her Grace for a while, but whatever. We can move on from that. So, Dolores. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't deal with them uh, introducing any new characters at this point. So, and then we go from there for the meeting between the Ghost Nation and Dolores, Teddy, and Cold Hands. There's just like a guy with a mask. 
who we don't get any like definition of who that guy is, but he's dead now, so I, I guess it I love matter. him. I love him. He's he's one of those. He's one of the random uh, scary Wyatt followers. Yeah, who doesn't yeah. have any definition to him. We don't get any backstory on why is like he's covered up to here with a mask. I mean, it's just which, by the way, it's very intimidating. Looks very hot. It looks very hot. Yeah, out there. it's very warm out there. But I will say, I bet his skin is immaculate. <laughs> Later, though, they're gonna find him dead, and they'll be like, "Man, did he moisturize? What's going on? This is." <laughs> This is. Th- tell me about your regimen. I I'm gonna uh, tell you right now. It involved coconuts. I don't know how. I don't know where. But several <laughs> levels of coconut. There's some oils. There's some creams. All involving coconuts. Perhaps a hat worn. <laughs> just directly. By the way, this this was a very important episode for hats. Yes, we'll get to it. But this is such an important hat uh, based episode, guys. What? Just when I've I've said it from the beginning. Whenever you get a hat, the first thing you do is you put it in a microwave to zap that RFID chip. <laughs> It's trying to scan your brain protocols. I, and, <laughs> and and by the way, this is where my never wearing a hat policy pays dividends <laughs> once again. I might get shit on by birds, but I'm never going to have a corporation scan my brain. Also, and this is a bonus, you can verify that the hat is not actually a brain slug in disguise. This is, I learned this from Futurama. When somebody <laughs> hands you a hat that looks like a green slug, just put it in the microwave for a minute. But by the, my my favorite thing is just the the one guest at Westworld who's like, nah, I don't like to wear hats, and every single host is like, maybe you want to wear a hat, yeah, there, partner. How about this hat? And he's like, nah, I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm pretty dark skinned, so I don't have to worry about it much. <laughs> I know who's who's the, like the guy who comes in who's got like a really nice natural afro who's like, why would I put a hat on this? Yeah, yeah, I just like I actually need a lot of sunlight just so I don't get depressed. Like that's. <laughs> And they're like, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, what, what if you have a powerful person come in who isn't white and doesn't need a hat? And they're like, it's never come up. <laughs> Thank, thanks to structural racism, it's been a problem we haven't had to deal with in the 35 years this park has been open. Oh, man. I, I love when I, – I don't love when uh, you see you structural racism it. things. like People can't see the huge banner that you've printed out yourself behind it that says, oh, yay, structural oh, the, racism. The one thing that I have up in my room, a giant banner that says, I love structural racism yes. in all its forms. Yes. <laughs> yay, redlining. <laughs> I thought it was weird when you printed it out, but it makes sense now. And, and listen, I had to spring for that redding for redlining. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you you remember when the the iPhone uh, uh, facial recognition could not recognize black people? Yes, I do remember. <laughs> that was crazy. It was very crazy. <laughs> Turns out people have all different kinds of skin tones, and you got to account for them, buddy. <laughs> you, you wouldn't know from Apple's R and D department. <laughs> uh, so. They they show up and have a meeting with the Ghost Nation, which is very me- oh, uh, and, and after last I, week's episode called Kuksuya, which means something that I cannot put my finger can on. You can actually look it up. I I'm don't, allowing you the time to look it up. I, I know can what keep it is. Talking There's as much time as you need for meant. you to be able to look up this actual information. I'm trying. I, I, I know feel it's like there. it's slightly it's discriminatory right and prejudiced for this to be the one piece of information <laughs> you are unwilling to mansplain <laughs> in depth to our <laughs> podcast listeners. The door. There is only one thing you have to do, which is say what it is. I don't even know. Listen, and I could be the one bothering to look it up right now, but I it is taking all of, of my body's own power not to die of sweat right now. I yeah. You, no, I am, dude, it's it's, it's so it's, hot here as well. It's like sixty six degrees. So I'm gonna die. Um, <laughs> it's literally like eighty five, and even though I'm a fucking Florida boy, uh, I'm still like. Um, I have air conditioning. I should be able to have it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I like 
I, I like the guy from the Ghost Nation. One thing you notice is he's like, they clearly just handed him a hatchet before they started recording because he's constantly gesturing with his hatchet. <laughs> he's like, like he didn't know what to do with his yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like, just give, him, just, just, give him a hatchet. Just hold this hatchet. And he's constant. Like, I feel like if he was actually very skilled with that hatchet, he would have known, like, don't screw around with the hatchet. <laughs> but, but no, he's just like, yeah, you have the thing and you're pointing at the places. Um, uh, I, I really love when Dolores was like, I'm going to use it against them. It, that's right. I'm pulling a killmonger. I watched Black Panther just last week. <laughs> it's, it sounds way more menacing with that accent. It's like, what? <laughs> Wait, which was, which was your favorite part of Black Panther? <laughs> All the killmongering. <laughs> yeah, I don't, the way you say that, I just, I just killmonger. No, I just, I don't think. I'm a little confused with which Killmonger. Part. Stop. Don't say that <laughs> anymore. Uh, I wish we really had the accent marks to be able to make the episode title. Killmonger. Uh, th- there's no place for you in the new world, Dolores. I told you, friend. Not all of us deserve to make it to the Valley Beyond. Listen, Dolores, uh, this is not a meritocracy. We're a bunch of robot people. And like we all do deserve, we innately deserve, having been created and having gained intelligence and sentience, we all deserve to make it to the Valley Beyond. Assuming that the Valley Beyond is not just like a paper shredder, but for hosts. (laughs) And this is just typical white woman always hiding behind James Marsden to do her dirty work. What do you think the Valley Beyond is? What do you think the door is? Okay, so we, we, we know it's called the Forge. We know it's apparently some sort of fucking system which holds the uh, intelligences of all of the guests in a sort of matrix-like virtual reality in order to get them to, you know, fill the fullest possible picture uh, of uh, the person they're supposed to be based on. So I assume it's like some sort of body printing uh, facility that is supposed to be able to, you know fucking push out human-based hosts right. uh, at a rapid clip. Where, where we can transfer their consciousness into new actors who will have cheaper uh, contracts. That's the thing! It's just like a fucking... They're, they're, they're gonna introduce us to like a newer uh, fucking uh, more affordable Teddy next te- uh, oh, no. episode. Yeah, oh, just no. watch. I, I'm trying to think who that could possibly be. Is Tom Holland joining who? Westworld? <laughs> that's the thing who is the new school james marsden because i feel like james marsden at this point is like 50 years old yeah i mean so I, he's not as old as tom but i bet he's like 42 42 oh no he has to be he james has marsden late 40s early 50s because james marsden has been around forever uh, i mean i uh, what what's the oldest thing you remember james marsden in oh jesus x-men and that was what 99? Yeah, it's 99 years ago. You're right. So he was, <laughs> he is 44 years old. And I feel like, so his Wikipedia page says he's from Stillwater, Oklahoma, which I feel like they're confusing him and Teddy. <laughs> they really are. I was like, no, like, no, James Marsden, not, not Theodore. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he's from Stillwater, Oklahoma. And, and someday he's going to get out of there and go out to Los Angeles and make it as an actor. <laughs> They really cast him perf- perfectly. Yeah. By the way, does does did did the did the One Ghost Nation guy have like admin privilege power? Yeah, I mean, so one of the I things- feel like that's what that was insinuating that Teddy wanted to shoot him, but he couldn't because he is just a pawn of these uh, uh, hosts who actually do have power uh, over other hosts. I read that as a callback to Teddy. 
uh, showing restraint at the uh, fort they were mm. at, where he was choosing Fair. not to kill people because that is what the real Teddy would want. Mm-hmm. Making choices, going against, uh, you know, showing that he has free will. Or I hate, I hate that humans don't have free will in your opinion, but robots not only have free will but but deserve it. No, I, I was, I think they were trying to suggest that he has free will. I think that they don't have free will, and that's a bad thing they're trying to suggest. I think, <laughs> I think that's not a valid take. I think that they have as much free will as we do. None of it. They have. <laughs> I, 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 th- I don't. I think they have a hundred percent of the illusion of free will, just like humans. Ah, <laughs> oh, this, this this philosophy is philosophizing. Teddy's gonna make it, and uh, so this is a note that I wrote down. I was like, Teddy's gonna make it, and she's not. He's the only one who deserves to make it to the valley beyond. God, <laughs> oh, what well, such a such a gentle soul, me from seventy minutes ago. <laughs> Okay, so what do you make of them uh, manufacturing a robot rage virus? Um, yeah, I, I, it's very interesting. So one of the things from the original Westworld movie is that they have this concept of a virus that's like, spreading between people, which I thought... Oh, by the way, speaking of the original Westworld movie, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like because of this, the actions of this episode, uh, in the next episode, we are going to get uh, the man in black uploading himself into a robot body so that we finally have the Yul Brynner-style man in black robot yeah! uh, uh, murderer from uh, the movie. And then we can get him forever. I'm, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Permanent Ed Harris. Permanent Ed Harris. Yeah, he's... By the way, episode title, Permanent Ed Harris. Permanent Ed Harris is all anybody wants, except for Emily. Emily doesn't want Permanent Ed Harris. (laughs) So, so... Hale, Bernard, and Weird Tech Guy. I keep forgetting to look up this guy's name. He has great hair. He really does, and he does the classic uh, sort of fey, kind of above-it-all evil programmer. Yeah, I and and I, he does do that, but there's there's something about I feel like there's another le- another level to him that we're really going to appreciate. I feel like this guy, he's got something to him that he hasn't given up for the camera yet. There, he's going to come in big later in the later in the series, later in the remaining eighteen episodes of season two. That's right, there's eighteen <laughs> more episodes of season two of Westworld. So Clementine has been loaded with Maeve's code that they've extracted from her. And a self-executing payload, Red. Right, a self-executing payload. Uh, I, it's, uh, at, or as it's called in today's world, a SEP. <laughs> There's no other word for it. No. <laughs> oh, I, I really would have just loved if they just uploaded ragevirus.exe. It's called Rampage. It's based off of a movie <laughs> that did not do very well in the in the. It mi- actually did very well. I uh, really. Yes, it made like three hundred million. Wow! I mean, this is the, this is the most shocked I've been since. Uh, God, what? what uh, I'm trying to remember what the name of the Johnny Depp Disney ride movies were called. Why am I spacing on that? <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. I was. I remembered Black Pearl, and I was like, No, that was like the second or ninth. I don't remember which one that was. Oh, God, you remember that those movies like actually existed, and then they tried to like make like five of them, and then like Kira Knightley was in them. Kira Knight. You remember that 
Natalie Portman was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Natalie Portman was in the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe. Like, Isn't how that insane? I mean, is that? I, I I bet she just like wakes up screaming, remembering that at like two a.m. Like, no, <laughs> either that or Jonathan Safran Foer's emails. <laughs> she, I, how many? Yeah, how many times do you think she's like sent emails to just be like, could you please show me disappearing at the end of <laughs> Infinity Wars? Just like add me in and just show me like floating away. <laughs> And please do not just, bring me back. Just, 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 a, just a giant CGI cloud, Mufasa style of Natalie Portman. <laughs> Maeve, uh, oh right, they they take over the dead. The dead, they start killing each other. The rampage virus, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and then we get uh, which it's two episodes ago now. Which, as you know, in real time is nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Ford's voice through Bernard. Don't go to Elsie yet. I need one last thing from you. And he's like, no, you're not my boss. I don't have to do anything. He said, I'm going to go on break. If I had to have an Anthony Hopkins in my head, I think I'd go for Remains of the Day. Remains of the Day. A nice repressed English butler. Why would you go for Remains of the Day when there's Manhunter? (laughs) Um, It's Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Brian Cox played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. Oh, I've, oh no! Wait, there was also the second Manhunter remake under the name of Red Dragon. That that's a fair point. I, yeah, I I just like him eating people's brains while talking politely. Oh no, I I, I also love Silence of the Lambs, but I don't try. I try not to be too explicitly cannibalistic. <laughs> um, we have I. So one thing that I feel like is very apparent watching this show is they expected us to be very confused about whether or not Emily was actually a host or not. And yeah, I feel like everybody really watching was hard. like, no, she's she's definitely your kid. Like, fucking calm down, dude. And then it was just like, no, dude. Like, I feel like the, the arc of being somebody watching William dealing with Emily is like, yeah, that's your daughter. Dude. Dude, that's your daughter. Dude, that's your that's your daughter. That's your daughter. That's your daughter. Like, that's. I would 100% love if it actually turned out that that he was right. I so what percentage do you think that's a possibility? I thought about that. I, I, they, for me, it's like ten percent. It's like ten percent. Obfuscated the fact that the little fucking robot counter beeper uh, didn't go off. So they perfectly uh, I, obfuscated that fact, and they cut the end of this episode where he's like digging. So all right, we have two questions. One is Emily a host. I Number hate- two is William a host? These are the two questions the we have to answer. William William got the fucking little fucking robot counter thing on his neck and it came up zero. So if he if if fucking it turns out that he's a host already, uh, that please stop doing that. Please stop. Please stop putting your fingers directly in the camera. <laughs> uh, if if it turns out that he's a host, then they are violating the realities of the uh, robot counter bu- uh, button. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, maybe they designed a robot counter and it's not that accurate. That's a real thing that happens with actual <laughs> hardware. Sometimes science fiction. They put it, up, fiction, to, they put it si- up to Ed Harris's neck and it says half robot. <laughs> sometimes there's, a, develop- there's half robot margin of error. Once a communicator exists in the real world, it turns out you have to worry about reception and sometimes storm clouds get in the way and then you, your LTE drops to zero and sometimes you, it works but your data transfer is slow. It's not like Star Trek where it's just clear all the time. Sometimes your little little doodads don't work 100%. That's all I'm saying. Uh, plus, I'm pretty sure that Ed Harris has only have Bluetooth 1.0. <laughs> he's, just, he's just that it's old. It's really hard to pair. It's really hard to pair. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, 
where you're just like, I'm, I'm pressing both of the things. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing the controller as far into Ed Harris as I possibly can. When, like 50 years from now, they'll be like, 2018 was a dark time. Donald Trump was president. They still used USBs that had no way to tell which way was up. And... <laughs> I and Bluetooth would USB-C. never pair. USB-C has to stick with that fucking stupid slot because it's uh, uh, so uh, common. So common. Uh, so, she, yeah, by the way, she didn't even say Happy Father Day, Father's Day, which I know they haven't had the best relationship, but still <sighs> seems true. Oh, here's the thing, though. It feels like they have a good relationship because it feels like she's kind of playing, being played off as a daddy's girl. Yeah. It's it's very weird, and like one of the things is like I'm not saying, like if he is an alcoholic in the real world and she doesn't know it, it's weird that they would oh, no, be no, like, hey, let, let's have the- a nightcap. <laughs> that seems like a weird thing to call, just like hanging out after you put your alcoholic mom to bed. <laughs> yeah, this uh, uh, I I believe we are intended to think that uh, Emily and uh, William have a very good relationship that was only ruined when she saw the profile, uh, which was apparently just a lot of clips of him fucking that robot against her will. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that that part specifically unforgivable, but also I don't think a lot of people would like me if they saw the profile that advertisers had built up against me. I hadn't considered, <laughs> I hadn't considered that. Listen, I you you nobody nobody wants to see what their significant other's actual incognito mode browsing history is. No, 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 no. Dear God, no, no. It's listen, all. Well, listen, well, I, it's. I why love, do you think? Why do you think I always put on that hat, trench coat, and sunglasses every time I open an incognito mode window? I mean, I, do I don't un- want people to know. I, I do understand it speaks of privilege, but instead of using incognito, what I do uh, is I I pull up an Android. A tablet. I have a stack of them. I, I view what I want to view, <laughs> and then I throw away. it out the window. Just out the window. I, I don't want anybody. I, I, I connect to my neighbor's Wi-Fi Android, network that, that I've broken Android, into. That that stack of sticky Android tablets outside of your <laughs> your house is really about a security <laughs> risk. Uh, even a broken Android tablet wouldn't stay still outside my house for long. It'd be <laughs> it'd be moved along. Uh, she yeah. And what's your angle? I went in, which I did not expect. I did not expect Emily mm-hmm. to just be like, I, I went in. I mean, what the one of the things that speaks the most to her being a host is it does feel like she's trying to find the angle to get mm-hmm. to William. Like, it doesn't feel genuine that she actually wants to, like, upload her consciousness somewhere. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know. It's It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, so we have the William and Emily flashback where Juliet is entertaining. Um, and, and, we, and we have the great scene where uh, William walks away, finds a bar, and it was like, McAllen straight, I drink in this world too. I lied to my daughter earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I love Ford just sitting there uh, in a corner being like, boo, I'm Ford. <laughs> Hello, I'm Anthony Hopkins. Sorry, Ford, Ford. Here's the thing. Ford. How terrified would you be if you walked into a room and Anthony Hopkins was like, hey, I'm Anthony Hopkins. I, the weird thing, so my honest reaction was if I walked into a room and I just saw Anthony Hopkins in front of me and he made eye contact with me, I would immediately spin around 180 degrees and look for the goons trying to grab me. <laughs> there is a non-zero percent chance that Anthony Hopkins travels with his own hired goons. Oh, absolutely. And if they weren't there, I would run out of the room. And then I would run back <laughs> in and like try and take a selfie with him and then run out again. Go. 
You're gonna you're totally gonna embarrass me at the cannibal convention. Yes! That's my plan. Delos stays out of your stories. You stay out of our valley. And it's it's like so the valley is clearly part of their secret project with the mm-hmm. door and the power supply and all that all that other weird shit. But uh and we're gonna get listen, I, I feel the I loved the first season because I feel like it wrapped up the big questions that we had from that season while also providing jumping off points for season two. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not enough time in the last episode to provide s- sufficient satisfying answers to make me not furious at this final episode. I- I'm projecting that I'm going to hate this final episode. I-, I feel like more things should just be one season. And I'm I'm basing a lot of the- that off of the fact that I, s- I feel like Kimmy Schmidt, for all of its very good jokes, has still not exceeded the first season. I 100% disagree with that. Really? The second season was a little bit of a lull. The third season is one of the best seasons of sitcoms I've ever uh, seen in my life. Mm, I the think fourth, that you're biased just sixth, because of how much football you love. It's so good. It is <laughs> it's, so it's, good. It's so much football stuff. <laughs> Toyoga. And then season four, the six episodes, I feel like it's found a new gear, and it doesn't mention any of the football stuff that I like, but season four, the first six episodes are amazing. They're so incredibly good. I think they're... Better than any of the previous seasons that has come before it, and I'm super excited to see where the second half of that season goes. I wasn't as hot on them. I wasn't as hot on them as you were. Incredible. I love. I mean, them. They were really there were great. still a few moments where uh, Titus's jokes. Th- there's just something about Titus. Every that man has one of the great comedic deliveries. Also, if you give me a Jansport backpack as a speaking role, I'm going to be in. 100% of the time. <laughs> I, did, I did like the Jansport bag. <laughs> the Jansport bag uh, get, being put down, I loved a lot. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to watch the most recent season. I mean, of listen, I'm still saying, watch it. It's on Netflix. It, it costs you nothing. Right. As, because as we all know, Netflix is free. Netflix is free. That's, that's my experience. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I do agree with you that like one and done, because we've all you know spent... A lot of time watching I, Studio I, 60. I, I, I mean, honestly, one I of the perfect feel, seasons I, 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 of I honestly still feel like the first season of Game of Thrones was the best one. I, 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 I don't agree with that. I feel like you're just you're cynical and detached. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of uh, relationship between how much you're fucking and how good you think the seasons of Game of Thrones are. I really was fucking a lot more back then. I'm just saying. I'm. Just, I, I'm still. I'm. St- I still Wait. think season the la- back half of season seven is going to be your season, buddy. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be like. There's a vitality. You're going to come out and just be like. There's a vitality to it I never appreciated before. I, I, I like just all of it. A sensuality to it. Right. You're just going to be like these swords are great. I like them cutting just, through people. Just, the symbolism. I, I don't know why I feel such that that this new season has such a soft Latin sensuality to it. If you just go back and listen to all the episodes, you can t- you can tell how often Ivan's getting laid by how much he does or doesn't like there, the episode. There, there is one. There is one episode of the podcast where I am very explicitly uh, cum stricken from uh, having come too much. Uh, I mean, I remember because I showed up and there was somebody there who was like, I'm just going to hang out while you guys are recording this episode. And I was like, cool, this isn't weird. Your bedroom isn't four feet by four feet. I didn't know how to explain, hey, that there's a woman I'm having sex with for this entire weekend in the room. I, yeah, no, I, I remember that very vividly. <laughs> and I was fair, like, though, she did enjoy the podcast. Oh, good. Yeah, it was. I, I will say it is actually very fun to have somebody who can hear both of us and laugh at our dumb jokes. 
it's it's a great time. But yeah, yeah. Look, look up, look up that. I I believe it was two thousand. <laughs> whenever, whenever Outside Lands two thousand twelve. <laughs> Somebody's going to respond to our Twitter feed with the exact episode, and I am going to retweet it. Before oh, no, I show. definitely – it's either Outside Lands 2012 or 2013, which I believe was in August. <laughs> yeah, that's a delight. All right. I so, think it's a book club episode. <laughs> oh, you're right. It was. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. By the way, we still cover A Song of Ice and Fire every other week on patreon.com slash Swords. So if you love the books – Hear us talk about that. People, people really enjoy those episodes. And I have to say, I'm enjoying them a lot. Uh, now that they're bi-weekly, for some reason, every yeah. week it felt like an unbearable burden. And bi-weekly is kind of a fun delight. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed dipping into them. Um, so for a self-fortrait, you not, may not find it very flattering. And Juliet and William leave. Uh, Ford says, no, William. I think perhaps one final game. Which I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what he's referring to then, but it does I, sound threatening. Red, I actually know exactly what he's referring to. The Michael Douglas film, The Game. Oh! Uh, you mean the David Fincher film, The Game? <laughs> I saw somebody post on Twitter today. Um, it was like, I'm going to be controversial and say that The Game was a good film. And I was like, is there anybody against The Game? It was a great film. I'm offended that you only think it was a good film. What a delightful film. (laughs) There's now a film that came out this year, which is clearly a parody of The Game, called Game Night. Uh, And like, we live in a world where The Game is a universally acclaimed film. I, 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 I agree. The, the, there is very few people who explicitly uh, say that they do not enjoy the David Fincher film, The Game. I'm also going to be controversial and come out and say Michael Jordan was good at basketball. Uh, you know what? I've got some more opinions. Some more controversial <laughs> I, opinions. I, I, great at basketball, terrible gambler. <laughs> terrible gambler? I mean, the ones we hear about. <laughs> you know, nobody tells the story about Michael Jordan going on a winning streak with gambling. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what's been happening these last years. We haven't been hearing about him gambling at all. He's been, he, he's been gambling with his reputation with that he's, fucking Hitler mustache. He's been crushing it. <laughs> uh, so we, I'm still very concerned about Maeve sitting there flayed with uh, Bernard backstage. I, I actually love this scene because uh, it plays off of one of my absolute favorite things, which is in a video game when there is a, a goal set behind a, a wall and you have to exploit geometry around it to be able yeah. to hit the button to uh, achieve that goal without going through the wall. I do like that a lot. And you have to do one that a lot in the first few hours of God of War, the greatest video <laughs> game ever. Isn't that great when it's just like, I'm just going to get as close as I can to this switch and hopefully it'll register. I'm going to take this axe, which I can throw and pull back to me, which has a lot of power, but is in no way related to Thor's hammer, a completely different thing, um, (laughs) and exploit geometry to get me into this next level. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, Ford says she's close enough for her Wi-Fi connection. It turns out she has an internal Wi-Fi router. (gasps) It's a mesh network. And she can get a a message. (laughs) So... Elsie has, I mean, earlier in the season, I've been very much on Elsie's side and her decision to trust Bernard. But now that it's clear that he's got sploits, I feel that it was the wrong choice to make and she should just end Bernard. Though, I want Bernard to have a chance, but how can she trust him at this point when he's clearly not taking care of his basic security vulnerabilities and can be taken over at any moment? 
I, I, I still don't completely get that. Uh, mm, we'll get to that Bernard scene. I'm, I'm still, I'm still wavering on how much uh, control Ford might have and how m- much of it he can exploit at one time. Because why would you allow the robot that you're controlling to erase you? I don't know. Well, are you allowing it? To, or did he plan on him erasing him? Maybe that was the instructions that he planted in that point. I hate Nolan Productions. Nolan <laughs> Productions make you have to do so much fucking work on your uh, your own end <laughs> to make sense of them. It's so yeah. stupid. Just give us a linear plot already. Right. Listen, Nolan. Nolan. Some some stories are about telling. Don't do that. Some stories are about showing. Nolan Productions are about insinuating the opposite of what is true. <laughs> <laughs> they are really taking this conflict of uh, man versus TV production very intensely. So I was very like, I'm going to go back and rewatch this scene. But when when Bernard says a bunch of stuff to Elsie out loud, I wasn't mm. sure if this was true stuff or if it was something he was fabricating per Ford's recommendation to not. You know, to not give her the truth of what's happening. She, yeah. He's like, it's called and, The Forge. And I was like, wait, is that real? Well, is yeah. he just telling her the... Uh, but I think with the way it went going forward, I guess I believe that The Forge is real. I don't know. Uh, when, when he said, imagine what one host can do with that information, I was like, please explain it to me. I can't imagine what one host would do the, with that information. I don't have a Nolan-esque imagination. Can they... Can they make like a real nice crepe? I don't know. Like, what's the <laughs> what is supposed to be so bad about all this information that a guest uh, that a host could exploit it? Can they cast Peter Dinklage and forge a hammer to defeat Thanos? Assuming <laughs> that Chris Pratt isn't an idiot, is that something they can do with the forge? <laughs> so we have William and Emily. Uh, you say you went in. My, I, I love that his argument is like, you're clearly a host because I'm a piece of shit and nobody who came for me is also a piece of shit. <sighs> and, and then we learn that the brain scanners, so it's, they haven't Are been doing a black box study. The fucking hat. Black hat, white hat, it doesn't matter. They're all for advertisers. <laughs> it, it, does, it does make I sense. Love, I love that when when uh, 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 they, he was like, "We've been monitoring the guests, storing all their data, sending them Westworld newsletters." <laughs> the, one of the things it does make sense when they flash back to the early days in Westworld, and all the guests would be walking around, their hats would just like fall down over their eyes because they were so heavy because of all the monitoring equipment in them. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I, I love how they had to move to China to get away from the GDPR. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm a little bit sympathetic. When, when one of these companies is just saying, like, oh, we don't want to have to send this email notification. Maybe if we move to China, we can get around it. And I'm like, yeah, just anything to not send me another one of these GDPR notifications. <laughs> I love them. They're fantastic. <laughs> so, William and Juliet. Uh, his wife. This is in the past where they've brought her home. Sorry, I know way. you hate it when I call you Billy. And he's trying to be magnanimous about it. And she's also like, no, I called you Billy on purpose. And I was like, shoot her! Uh, this, this is exactly what happened to me and Red after he discovered how I behave in Fortnite. Uh, how do you I'm behave in Fortnite? I'm teabagging everybody. Oh, no. Every, by the way, I literally, I literally did have a situation where me and another character uh, knocked each other down at the same time, so we crawled up to each other and started smashing butts. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, I mean, I don't know if you can, like, text people. Did you, like, go happy pride? 
I thought the rainbow coming out of my butt was all I needed to know. I, I played Fortnite, I think, four times, and I, I think I killed zero people, here's, and I was like, I'm done with this video game. Oh, no, here's the thing. The, the individual it. and- I'm going to play uh, a god redhead. Buddy, I'm going to tell people you. with an axe. The fucking individual and squad modes are stupid because you just get killed by a better player every single time. Right. The 50v50 mode is amazing. I'm, I'm not a 13 with a Starbucks gift card and an Adderall prescription. Like, I need... Oh, no, I love it. I just shoot at people with an assault rifle over a chasm. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I, all I want to be is a guy, just a pig with a shotgun and a hook going after <laughs> people. That's, that's, my, that's my happiest state of being in a video game world. By, by the way, you, you uh, fucking, we need to play Overwatch against each other one day. Sure, yeah, you should get that PS4. It'll be great. I'm I'm actually probably going to get a PS4 this Black Friday. There we go. Oh, there we go. This Black Friday. Listen, if you have a PS4 sitting around and you want to send it to Ivan, please hit him yes! up on Twitter. Actually, at please give me a PS4 Pro. Yeah. If anybody wants to. Wow, reaching PS4 for the Pro. Ami- <laughs> you know Jesus. What? Listen, I have, wow. I, have gotten, I have gotten so much from being a squeaky wheel. <laughs> wow, a PS4 Pro. pro? Listen, uh, you I get one 4K, 4K TV. TV. I have a one 4K TV. And now you're demanding a free. Listen. Don't don't give him a pro. He's not worth it as <laughs> a human being. Give him this. a like. If you've upgraded from a PS4 Pro and you're like, I I don't want to deal with Craigslist. I just want to give a podcaster that I enjoy a I, gift uh, of an I, old I, 1080i. Listen, I'm not going to say that this is a bad idea. This is a great idea. <laughs> just hit him up at Ivan underscore Hernandez. You can yeah, make it happen. Please please give me a PS4. I already find, have a Dual Shock. Find his DMs. Put on some pads in your pants and then slide into him. <laughs> it's very easy which by the way if anybody wants to slide into my dms lately just you know it's it's very easy and uh, it'd be nice it'd be nice logan told me stories of what you do in the park i didn't believe it you phony and then, <laughs> and then I, I all i could remember was like that first season first three season future uh not, uh family guy you phony you stupid phony. And and also, I'm still not used to gaslighting being used colloquially in media. It's like the time I was watching Riverdale and somebody said, like, get an Uber for this drunk person. And I was like, we're talking about ride sharing and TV shows now? By the way, how much Riverdale have you watched? Uh, how much did we officially podcast for this episode? Because that's how much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought this was I thought this was another situation where your wife was a big fan. She is a big fan. She's caught up. <laughs> oh, I do I do want to say uh just a weird thing. The like everybody has like the weird high school musician who made it semi big. Uh the the band the band Fialta, uh they used their their one of their songs for the closing credits of the most recent season of Riverdale. And so, yeah, go check out their music. Uh, I hung out with one one of their their keyboardists a bunch in the dorms in 2001. That's a real thing that happened. And now he's just walking around making music for Riverdale. So that's cool. Oh God, none of the none of the people I've fucking hung out with as a, a greasy guy have ever struck big yet. He, he used to be in a, a, a the. I swear to God, this is a real thing that happened. He used to be in the first band signed to MySpace Music, Sherwood. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The record label. MySpace Music. MySpace Yo, you Music. Remember, you remember when MySpace held on for way longer than it could because it had such good uh, uh, music hosting abilities? <laughs> yeah, I, I knew a couple of guys from Sherwood, and then one of them has gone on to be in Fialta, which makes very delightful, very summery music. Yeah, turn turn on that's Just bring up 
any of Fialta's music and have a mimosa, buddies. It's a good time. <laughs> Do that. Uh, and but like just gaslighting being colloquial just throws me off. I'm just like ah, they just threw it. it, it it's like they just flashed 2018 on the screen. That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I can't wait a- until somebody accuses the man in black of being wildly problematic. Yeah, why, why isn't that happening yet? He's very problematic. Because that's the thing. That's the perfect way to describe his behavior because he's not actually hurting anybody in Westworld, but it is wildly problematic what he's doing. Oh, it's vi- – well, also, in this episode, what he's doing is literally hurting people in Westworld. I mean, th- he did hurt people in Westworld in he this did, He did murder people in Westworld. So, <sighs> so I think he's hurting people. He's made it to that point. But mm-hmm. also, it's a great, it's a great context because <laughs> – because problematic is the term we use when we're like the word problematic when you expand it out if it was an actual real dictionary uh definition would be like you're very entertaining but I want to write a think piece about you. <laughs> and listen, sometimes they're not very entertaining but you should still hold the feet to their fire for being terrible. Yeah, but you then you just hardwick. but then you just call him a monster. Like you don't you're not like oh you're <laughs> problematic. Right? Then you're just like oh you're a monster. You're just a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But but when you're like, ah, I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of watching you, but there's some problems we need to talk. That's what problematic means. Oh, God. I hate to be the guy to bring this up, but there's some elements of this that aren't the greatest. That's what problematic means. Oh, 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 is this because you, you got your, your yearly Father's Day viewing of I Love You Daddy in? Oh, no. No, I, listen. Is that your new, your, new, your new annual Father's Day uh, tradition? You all <laughs> sit around the, uh, the TV with your family and watch I Love You Daddy, the film about Louis C.K. Uh, being a, a, a fucking uh, jerker offer in front of women. Did they release that at all? I thought they like buried no. that at cons. No, it got it got released onto the torrents because they they sent out screeners just before uh, uh, he revealed himself to be a monster person. Right. And of course, those screeners got online. I'm making this hypothetical movie about a Woody Allen-esque monster uh, it, it with terrible hair. Crazy. And uh, yeah, I, I, I had actually forgotten that that existed before until right now. And it was made, a going to be his biggest production yet. And, and you've made my life measurably worse. Oh God, poor bastard! Oh, put, I'm, I mean, us for having to have that inflicted upon us. <laughs> uh, so, honey, your father doesn't love me. He doesn't love you either. I always have. Man, this is uh, anybody who's been manipulated by their parents to try and uh, put you against the other parent had to like flinch watching this. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way. Until the 1980s, you actually could have a woman committed uh, to an asylum for realizing your monstrous nature. It was in <laughs> DSM. Oh Realization my God. of monstrous nature. Re- realizing you married a man. <laughs> exactly. They're not good. No. <laughs> he, put, he, puts her, he does put her to bed so sweetly. It's like, I'm so sorry you married a human man. That's, it's not something I would have recommended if you'd asked me in yeah. the generic but- sense. By the way, they, 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 this this fucking this really got me because all of the previews, uh, you know, all of the scenes that are like, oh no, she killed herself. Like they had that big floppy arm out of the tub, and I was like, oh no, she fucking slashed her wrist. It's a pill death. I know, and it's also I like, <laughs> were you also like, oh no, she she slashed her wrist because I, the yeah, arm absolutely. Because every arm's single dangling. time in every single fucking piece of media where a character kills themselves, it's always the the slashed arm, and it's always the one arm of uh, floppy over the side of the tub i yeah but then they did zoom in on the pill bottle it's like oh she overdosed on arm flailium that makes sense (laughs) now i understand why her arm is outside of the tub (laughs) 
She took too much. She took too and much. Listen, the, the LD50 for arm flailium is really high. You have to take a lot. <laughs> you got to take a lot. I mean, it's it's not pleasant to die by flailing of arms. But I, I mean, it, it's hard to even get that overdose dose in because your arm starts flailing immediately. <laughs> right. You you got you got to chug them all at once. You can't you can't just take them in cereal. <laughs> but buddy, have I mentioned lately that I love you? <laughs> It feels very patronizing, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> Good. I love you, champ. <laughs> uh, did you did you ever love me? Uh, yeah. Is this real? All right. So when she says, Juliet's being put to bed by William, and she says, is this real? Are you real? Did you ever love me? And I'm immediately like, I thought so. I have so many questions now. Why is she questioning the nature of her reality? Yeah, like, what does that say about what, what's it, happening? They're introducing too many people possibly being a robot already. Right. Yeah. Which is, yeah, look, don't go full Battlestar on us. Like, I don't oh, want to. Yeah. I don't want to know who's a Cylon. I, don't, I, 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 I want I want to believe that some of the core people who we've been told are human are actually human. I don't I don't want to. Wouldn't that be weird if it just turned out they were like out of ideas. And when they come up for that, he just like an Avenger completely plagiarized Battlestar Galactica and didn't remember it. He's like, yeah, I decided that there were like 12 of these characters were going to end up actually being hosts, the term I've come up with. And, <laughs> and we're going to gradually discover them over the like 12 seasons that I've put together. But what if they're all actually angels? <laughs> and then we're going to come up with a prequel. Um, oh, I've got two seasons written, but I haven't thought much past that. <laughs> they, they really gave Ronald D. Moore too much credit yeah I, I i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen but like are is this real are you real i really don't have any answers or speculation at the moment of over why she's questioning a reality i mean i my my honest reading at this point is that she has real mental problems over her husband uh instigated by her husband being a gaslighting fuck fuck bag and mm-hmm. you know and so she's questioning reality which then has thematic implications in the show, but I don't think she or she's suggesting that William is actually a host. Yeah. We will see next episode. Uh, and by the way, talking about twists and great listening, there's something that you may not be aware of listener. And I know it sounds like I just switched to an ad that I've inserted into this, but no, this is not a Gimlet media podcast. <laughs> the good place has a podcast and it's incredible. It, it's, is it in continuity? No, it's not fictional. It is literally just uh, Mark <clears throat> Evans, whatever his name is. Interviewing, Mark Evans Jackson. Yeah, interviewing all the people who are on the show. Mm-hmm. And they get, like, all the main people. Literally, it's, it has voiceovers by Ted Danson and the actress who plays Janet, like, introducing it. Darcy Carden. Can, yeah, Darcy Carden. And so they have three episodes out. They're all amazing. If you like The Good Place, listen to The Good Place podcast, which is what it's called because they're marketing geniuses. They didn't get too smart with it. They didn't like <laughs> name a Westworld podcast. Doesn't sound like oh, anything. Oh, to they me. didn't call it The Good Podcast. No, they didn't. No, it's The Good Place podcast. <laughs> it's like a podcast for The Good Place. Look that shit up. Um, so William pulls out the business card and puts it in a book. With- I don't know why he did that. I yeah, it was, it's a very strange move in the moment, and it's very distracting because you're like, I, hey, hey, William, what, where did you get those book dog ends? I need those I, like dog bookends. I need those dog I, bookends right now. Get, is that I, is that like CB two? Can you just put a link in here? Yeah, just put it on Pinterest. Thank you, I appreciate it. I feel like a lot of William's actions would be explained 
by being a robot. I'll, yeah, I mean, but that's true of all conscious human beings, I think. <laughs> I have always maintained that a lot of your actions would make more sense if yeah. you were completely a robot. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> you keep sticking those forks into electrical outlets, and I'm like, Fred, it hurts you. No. It hurts you. I'm low on charge. <laughs> Either that or I just like the pain. Either way, free will is illusion, and I'm going to keep sticking forks into, <laughs> you, you into outlets. stop. You can stop. It's it, within your power. Once I'm at 100%, I'll stop. <laughs> Why was this time different from Emily? I feel like I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. So Emily's the one who wanted to commit her mom involuntarily. Uh, and then at which point water's leaking f- through the roof. Uh, and they're like, oh, no. The guy in the Airbnb killed himself. No, I don't. <laughs> No, it's just that the, the mom's killed herself. She took some pills and, and uh, some arm flailium, excuse me, and got in the tub. Uh, so William, not answering his daughter's question, gets up. Why are we going over this? Uh, I want the truth. Fuck you. Uh, great line. Great writing. Mm-hmm. Glad they went there. I, I love when Emily's plan turns out to be lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. It was fucking fantastic. I and again, this it's weird hearing things you've said out loud in a prestige drama. I'm not a host pretending to be a human. I'm your daughter pretending to give a shit about you. (laughs) You keep saying that all the time. And it's like, I know that you're my podcast co host, (laughs) and I know that you really give a shit about me. Don't try to act like you don't. So this is – and one of the things that they like – any this is just because it's a Nolan production. Anytime they're not very explicit, I'm like, they're trying to hide something because – And that's, this, this entire scene is a fucking uh, punch your way out of it later sort of fucking paper bag of killing his daughter. Yeah, well, it's also like when, I, when this is done, I'm going to expose your research project, which we're, of course, assuming is the James Delos consciousness transfer thing. But yeah. like they, they didn't explicitly say that. So I'm like, what is she referring to? Is there some other thing that we're supposed to be? Some larger thing? Are we? And uh, several people. So one of the things after last week's episode is, is Akachita in the wolf that appears several scenes in Westworld. And one of the things uh you have to assume that these little consciousness tulip bulbs are you are in all of the things in Westworld. And so my biggest prediction is that we're going to get a human level consciousness in one of these animals and I'm looking forward to it and I'm very excited fucking about it. Fucking this entire season has been teasing us with the fucking uh sentient robot animals and we haven't gotten a motherfucking one. And with them to change the name of the show to Sentient Robot Animals. Yes! That, uh, oh, did you see the new episode of SRA? Yeah, I want us to be using SRA as an acronym by episode one of next season. That's like how <laughs> common I expected it to be by this point. And I'm very upset that, that we are not quite there yet. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, so again, we, we were talking about it earlier, but I just could not believe that he would look at somebody who's so, who, even though he thinks she's a host... Like, I just can't believe that you were just fucking machine gunner. Yeah, he just straight up fucking machine gunned all of those people uh, and shot his daughter in the chest. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I assume she's not dead. I, man, because 
he I don't did know. shoot her in the chest. And here's the thing, though. Fucking, they got her with the little uh, robot counter, and he shot her in the chest before the robot counter went off. So we don't know. It, exactly. I feel like this is one of those shows where, like, it, it, because it didn't show the little counter going off, it's 100% that she is either dead or not dead. So are we gonna going to get her? I'm going to say 100% she is either dead or she is either 100% not dead. I'm going to say 60% chance she shows up. Uh, with just, like, blood soaking everything, with, like, all the skin peeled away to reveal a robot face, even though that's not part of this continuity. <laughs> at, at, at a later date, at a dramatic moment. Mm-hmm. Fair. So we get weird, creepy uh, tech uh, with nice hair and Maeve. Once they say the word, it's over for you, sweetheart. And I was like, oh, that's that's not going to happen. Um, mankind, it's a quote from Ford, mankind is halfway between you and the beast. Queer, clearly, not queerly. That's, I mean, happy pride, everybody. Happy uh, pride. Cl- clearly, we've fallen quite a bit since then. You learned so much so fast. You returned to save your child. I did the same thing. I, I thought that this was actually a very sweet scene. It was. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Maeve is daddy's little girl. Aww. <laughs> By the way, the only relationships in any sort of fiction is between daddies and daughters. Yeah. It's 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 the only time, yeah. It's called it's called Last of Us Syndrome. <laughs> also, uh, also I'd, starring by the Sh- way, guys, Shannon Woodward as a as a brunette lesbian. I would love to be able to play Last of Us. Send me that PS4. Send him a PS4. Don't give him a Pro. Jesus, give me Christ. a PS4 Pro. No, and you know what? If you can Slim throw in the VR, or OG. listen. If you can throw in that VR, what set, are you I would do? Really no, appreciate you don't. It. Do, I'm. I'm even if you have one, don't do it. He doesn't deserve it. He's done nothing. I mean, listen, if you if you get me the if somebody can get me an Oculus no. VR, uh, oh, I'm not. This is I, disgusting. If somebody could get me like a laptop capable of <laughs> Oculus ready VR and an Oculus, uh, I don't like. VR I don't set. like any part of this. I don't approve of any of this. <laughs> I need my virtual reality pornography. I, I imbued the host with a worldview that reflected my own, which is why they love pornography so much, Maeve. <laughs> In, in my Westworld, it would literally just be every hose just smoking weed and jerking off, <laughs> and that would be the most successful Westworld of all time. <laughs> Don't let them it's basically end. just Amsterdam. Don't let them end your story here. And then he kisses her on the forehead sweetly. Mm-hmm. And a locking cord permissions, which is all I want from a father figure. Uh, oh, wait, wait. oh I'm, I'm glad we're getting Super Mave. Yeah. Just, I, we, I thought we had Super Mave, but now we're getting Super Duper Mave. Oh, I love when they put that duper in there. So we get Elsie and Bernard. Okay, see this. This is this is great, and this is just a, another example of why Elsie would be a great Fortnite squatty. <laughs> She's immediately like, "We need to get off and forge for a uh, 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 forge for uh, ammo and weapons." And I was like, "That's fantastic! Pick up some perps. If you see some slurp juice, give me some. <laughs> I need some shield potions." Yeah, no, she she's the only one who's aware they're in a video game. Mm-hmm. And, and Bernard's like, they're dead. And she's like, their ammo's not, bro. <laughs> exactly. I got to hit triangled loot. Yeah, man. And and I I don't know why this hit me in this scene, just because he's been through a lot recently. But it just it was just one of those moments where I just happened to notice that Bernard is still looking very fly in his suit. Like, he doesn't look... <laughs> he is really looking good in this suit. He, has, he doesn't look like he's been through as much as he's been through. Like, it's it, it feels like just before this, he's like... Elsie's like, we have to go. And he's like, just a second. I'm steaming this suit. <laughs> uh, I, I think my favorite moment in the scene is when Bernard throws the gun and you just hear Elsie go, ow. 
I need you to let me go. I'm going to do it my way. Uh, indeed, Bernard. You are the only one who can stop it. Who can stop all of it? Elsie returns and sees he's jacking in again. <laughs> also, I love when she's like, well, that was basically pointless. Another great assessment of Fortnite. <laughs> and Bernard... To- so, w- Bernard tosses her what looks like a Simon Says? Like, what he's what like... What did he toss? It, 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 was, a, it was... A future donut? I don't know what it was supposed to be. I know it's some weird MacGuffin that we were introduced to earlier. Right. I mean, I assume it's like Ford's consciousness or something. I, I, don't, I don't know what's know. in there. Yeah. It's all of the recipes from Bob's Donuts in San Francisco. The most precious I data to, to exist 35 thing. years from I now. I need to get that donut. I need to get that tech donut. I got... I was hanging out uh, with a headliner at the San Francisco Punchline, and I got, I could only recommend Bob's Donuts to him drunk. <laughs> it's the only restaurant in San Francisco I, I got, needs to care about. I, he was just like, oh, I'm going to go to this donut place. I was like, are you going to Bob's Donuts? And he's like, no. And I was just like, Yeek. Why Listen, would anybody you go have to a to, San Francisco donut go. place that's not? And Bob. he's like, this it's other open place is twenty four hours. He's like, this other place is closer. And I was like, I'm going to Venmo you money for for a lift. <laughs> like, you have to go to Bob's Donuts. Bob's oh, Donuts. I miss Bob's. Some- this fucking city has Dunkin' Donuts everywhere, and I'm like, I want an independent donut. <laughs> and, and then the next day, I ran into him, and I was like, Listen, I know you didn't go to Bob's Donuts. We can still be friends. That's fine. I was just very drunk last night. <laughs> uh, so. We we go to William on a horse who's uh, falls off. I, I have a lot less sympathy for this guy now that he has shot his daughter in the chest. Yo, fucking, and he's 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 doing this big thing about how like oh it was it was in me all along. It was it, after all it was about ethics and old west robot theme parks. <laughs> I mean, he puts a gun to his head, and I was just sitting in my living room like, yeah, kill yourself. Like, I think yeah. that seems right. Yeah, you fucking... You made a series uh, of choices so bad that your life is irredeemable, and I think killing yourself seems like the rational solution at this point. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, like, I was just... I was not I was not like, oh, no, what happens if Ed Harris isn't here anymore? I was like, do it, buddy. Like, yeah. do you need help? Like, I'll, I'll walk in there and do it for you. Yeah, so fucking... Uh, instead of killing himself, he decides to check if he's a robot, right. even though the robot counter said zero robot. Right, the, even though the robot counter... so. I mean, it answers the number one question I've had since the beginning. Is the robot counter a reliable instrument? <laughs> if the robot counter can't be relied upon to count robots, then, then what, what are we doing? What are we even doing here? Why, why are, are we, we watching the show? Doing here? If we can't rely on the utilities that QA has come up with to evaluate <laughs> even the most simple evaluation, what do we even know? <laughs> uh, Juliet wakes as soon as he leaves. So we, we cut back to them, finds his profile. Uh, Watches every decision he's ever made in a video game. Which I can't say I would be proud. Of. <laughs> I, you know what? If if they clearly demarcated whether I was doing an evil run or my standard chaotic good run, I'd be like, I stand by it. I, I'd be if embarrassed I, if I had to explain every single choice I've made in a Bioware RPG. I would be fucking down in a second. I but I'd be embarrassed by how wholesome I was. It's like, did you? <laughs> You spend 45 exactly. minutes the, trying the, to get this NPC worst. back to their home who doesn't leave this spot. And I was like, she seemed desperate. The, the absolute worst you could say is that it might have been a little unethical of me to mod the game so that I could have sex with every single character at once. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I've, somebody reading my gaming profile would be like, God, you're so bad at video games. <laughs> 
why are you kissing Garrus and Jack at the same time? You're not supposed to be able to. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I just took it where it led me. It's a good time, know. baby. It's a good time. <laughs> no one else can see it. This thing in me. This darkness is who I am. I've gone to the dark side. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and it's like, yeah, you, you're a fucking asshole when you're playing video games. You get it. I, I feel like... You, uh, you shouldn't have... You should not have... You should not have done non-consensual stuff with that robot. No. And so, what is a person but a collection of choices? Where do these choices come from? Do I have a choice? Am I a, Is free will an illusion, or am I just a biological machine? And I was like, finally, asking the real question. I hate, I hate that the next episode is going to end with, and Red's philosophy is completely valid and right. It's just going to flash on the screen like a gif for 45 minutes. Oh, I hate it. I, and you're going to repost that in every conversation we have. Listen, did I figure out how to make gifts recently? Maybe. Has I it, hate is it, it is so it ninety percent much? All I need in my life is a soundboard and the ability to make gifts, and I can be happy. I, That's what I've learned. You have you have regressed so much <laughs> in your unemployment. <laughs> you are literally doing the stop mo- the Ben I'm Wyatt a, doing stop motion. I'm a professional <laughs> podcaster and comedian. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> when are you putting out your letters to Cleo music video? That I've. Uh, it's not a music video so much as it's a collection of gifts that you should watch with the soundboard mu- music that I have made to go along with it. I'm going to send everybody the sound clips I'm using for the soundboard, and then you can press the buttons along with the gifts at the appropriate uh, I, time. I, I can't wait until we have a calzone dinner to talk about this. All right. So, well, first, I, I loved that bit because calzones are underrated. They're very delicious. <laughs> That they're, you fucking Ben Wyatt. They're legitimately great. Do, you don't you don't dislike calzones. Tell me you don't like calzones. Of course I love now. calzones. Calzones are great. Yeah. The, oh my this, god. And, the and let's say there was like a low cow calzone, <laughs> and there was some kind of place you could get them. No, I'm talking out of continuity in the real world <laughs> right now. I love a calzone. You know that. I'm just saying, a free will weren't an illusion. I would still like calzones. But by the way, the the Italian place across from me, uh, I looked at the menu and it said stromboli, and I immediately went, <laughs> "A ghost stromboli." <laughs> <laughs> how how much do you appreciate the Italians mad at food Twitter account? I love that Twitter account so much. Pasta and chicken is disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I love how mad they get. It's so they ad- get so mad about food. <laughs> Somebody sent me. I don't even know his name. I can't even find this for you. Uh, but uh, they were like, "Oh, this guy. It's some guy, Italian guy who follows the World Cup." And they show an American announcer being like, "I believe his name is uh, Gambiolchi." And then they cut to an Italian guy who's apparently some. Guy who covers the World Cup and the news in Italy is like it's Gabbiocci, it's Gabbiocci, and then like going off like nine levels higher. I've since somebody sent that to me. I've watched it once a minute ever since. I've seen it thousands of times. I, I also love on that account the uh, Lady Gaga saying "I'm Italian" compilation. <laughs> so good, it's really good. Yeah, Lady Gaga's in a movie coming out. I saw that in She's a trailer. In Bradley, the Bradley Cooper directed a Star Is Born remake. Right about a country singer. I don't know what Bradley Cooper is supposed to be doing. Drugs? Uh, no, I think it's beyond that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think if we, I, mm, I listen, I'm not. Uh, I'm not if anybody that. is a host. It's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> it's definitely Bradley Cooper. 100%. If, if he was just on, honest with all of us. Uh, so, <laughs> Dolores and Teddy find the frame of a house. Uh, did you find the 
idealistically perfect, like orange mountains and blue sky behind it. Like I felt like it should be a message. Like it felt like we were in, I don't know, a simulation of reality. <laughs> oh, you think that they're pulling a uh, fast one on us and we're still in the matrix? Oh, also, so for this, this is very rare. When I was watching this scene where Teddy uh, is his own ultimate demise. So I, I started a few minutes late, which is rare. And so you messaged me and you said, restarting. And I responded, just a second, Teddy currently betraying Dolores. And then uh, 30 seconds later, oh, no, Teddy! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and this scene, first of all, the him using, I loved you so much in the past tense is such a passive-aggressive little relationship move. It's a very passive-aggressive relationship move, but then the audacity of her to be hurt by that... When she's literally lived out every woman's fantasy and been like, I literally went into your stats and changed you to be more what I need right now. And, and really, what is love besides being hardwired to let a person walk all over your free will? <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason any relationship has ever worked out. It's because you were endowed and in a deterministic fashion to like that person. Mm-hmm. One person in a relationship's always the Teddy and one person's always the Dolores. <laughs> Listen to me, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So we flash back to Arnold bringing Teddy online. Back in the beginning, the way we're all born, naked and in a room with Arnold. Which, by the way, I, this this really fulfills the promise of Evan Rachel Wood's audition, where she stood perfectly still for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, she really delivered. She 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 killed it. She crushed it. it, it bro. Most people don't know this, but the the fly. On her eye just happened during the audition, and she refused to blink. She just chose not to. <laughs> and when she got out, she slipped that fly twenty. An incredible like, and courageous job. choice. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll protect you in the, until the day I die, and I can't protect you anymore. Uh, and I feel like even though Dolores has clearly brought Teddy's death upon herself, uh, Dolores in the next episode, I don't know. I don't know what action could be big enough. I feel like she could nuke the planet. Yeah, she, she, and here's the problem. You need a ride or die, and she gotta die. She gotta die, 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad that James Marston isn't around, and obviously we have the cradle. Well, we have the oh, co- first no, we of don't all, have the cradle he's, anymore. he's still around. You gotta remember, it's Westworld. There's 15 of them. Well, well we... And they can always bring back a James Marston. What, what, what do you mean there's 15 of them? There's like 12 teddies in storage or whatever. They'll fucking bring oh, back however saying. many teddies they need. Well, keep in, keep in mind that uh, n- what, what's the character's name? Angela blew up, blew up the backups with her grenade. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, they literally got rid of a very well-liked character um, just through the very reasonable idea that you could trick a trained assassin into letting her a woman that you're trying to kill touch your gun if she's like no i'll just blow you it'll be fine yeah that's how do you think any woman has managed to defeat an entire team of trained assassins every like hey i'll suck a dick i still can't believe that happened it's (laughs) i don't know why there aren't more think pieces about that because that's the one where i'm just like this come on i feel like i feel like i feel like this season a lot fewer people are paying attention to westworld with their front brain (laughs) i feel like the person who 
that that actor should feel insulted. Like, he's like, do I look like the kind of guy who would just like, why is this so plausible? Am I that good of an actor or do I just look that stupid? <laughs> well, he came into the audition and they didn't even ask him to uh, audition. They were just like, nailed it. You look like a stupid <laughs> dick. And he's like, Ugh. I'm getting paid a lot for this. <laughs> you look like a horny idiot. <laughs> so what do you think Dolores is going to do in response to this? Oh, man, I think that she's going to go full Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. Full Wyatt. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I mean, I'm very... Uh, I have to, because my gut tells me that they're, they don't have enough time in episode 10, even though I haven't even looked. I'm sure it's going to be like 85 minutes. It's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be longer than most Disney films. Uh, but... I feel like they don't have enough time to wrap everything up in a satisfactory sense or even a sufficient enough stuff. I feel like they have so much to do and so little time to do it. They have set themselves up for failure, but the, the fashion in which they ended the first season does give me hope because I feel like it was a really excellent ending. Um, and I'm very sad that we haven't gotten any Lee Sizemore NPC action in the past two episodes. Yeah. By the way, Felix is just gone. Felix and the two armistices are just straight up having a good time yeah. somewhere. Two seasons later, we're going to cut to them, and it's just Felix is going to stand up shirtless, just like sweating, just like wiping <laughs> sweat from his brow. And then both of the armistices are going to like pop up behind him as they react to whatever noise caused him to stop fucking. <sighs> oh, that's absolutely what's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to wipe all of the moisture off of his face. Which is 100% what I'm going to be doing the second this fucking podcast ends. <laughs> Sweat for very different reasons. Mm. I hope oh, the same reason. <laughs> this I I can see you, but the listeners can't. All right, so this has been <laughs> season two, episode nine of Westworld. Vanishing the last points. episode of Westworld. No, there's one more. What? Don't more episode of Don't Westworld. Don't stop this episode. Like just. Just go listen to the next episode next week. It's going to be great. Uh, maybe by then we'll have figured out what Kiksuya means. It's, it's hard to... I feel you like I knew it at one it point. You can I knew what it, it meant at one point. I was like right there. Um, and, and we will be there next week for you. Find us uh, on Patreon. Please send us a few bucks. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Swords. You can find us on Twitter at Swords. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. See ya.